0: Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Hey there, and welcome back to Tweet Trends. We all know that big things come in small packages, but what about the ones that are tiny? Let's get started. There's so much going on, so many things that I want to talk about, like the fact that yesterday was National Book Lovers Day, tomorrow's National Son and Daughters Day, Quentin Tarantino's been holding a grudge against his mother for the past 46 years, and then on top of all of that, Governor Cuomo resigns. There's so many things I could be talking about, but there's one thing that caught my eye and just grabbed me, and I'm like, you know what, this is what today's episode is going to be about, and what is it? Tiny Houses. Well, how did we even get to that? Well, let me tell you. Saw this thing on Twitter where they were saying that Elon Musk lives in a tiny house. Now, I'm going to assume that he does not always live in a tiny house, meaning 24-7. Now, it's one of his many houses, I'm sure. But the fact that he lives in a tiny house, nonetheless, is pretty doggone amazing. Because when you think about it, a tiny house, by definition, is a house that is less than 600 square feet. Now, you've got some people living in New York that are like, wait a minute, my studio apartment is less than that. Does that mean I live in a tiny house? Mm, well, by definition, yeah, I guess so. However, these tiny houses are in tiny spaces. They're on plots of land. And this one in particular with um, Elon Musk, this tiny house is was actually designed to be like your guest quarter's at your regular house. So you've got your house, and then say in the backyard, you have this tiny house as like a mother-in-law suite or like I said, a guest house, something like that. But I I have to admit it, I am very intrigued by tiny houses. I'm intrigued by the people who live in tiny houses because as I sit in my in-home studio right now recording today's episode, I think to myself, could I live in a tiny house? And I wonder Do you think the same thing? Could you live in a tiny house? (laughs) So let's jump right on here and talk about the Casita. That's the tiny house that supposedly Elon Musk lives in from time to time. It's made by a company called Boxable, and it goes for $50,000. Well, some people had a few things to say about that because they're like, well, wait a minute. If you do the math, that's $133 per square foot. That right there is not cost effective. However... Let's let's back up a few steps here and let's think about it. Their argument is they can get a regular size house for less money per square foot. And this is true, yes you can. However, you can't get a tiny house for you know, $30 per square foot. It's not going to happen. So, basically, you're comparing apples and oranges when you make that argument that the tiny house is not cost effective because it costs so much per square foot. Simple as that. Now, you do have to keep in mind there are other costs that go into getting this particular type of tiny house because, now mind you, it was not designed to be a freestanding house just for random people to live in. This particular house was designed to be a secondary dwelling on a property. So this is for those people who have money and say the mother-in-law is going to need to move in. Well, you get her a casita. Mamacita, get in your casita. And you call it a day. She's living in your backyard and y'all are good because she's got amenities, y'all. Let me tell you what comes in this thing. You get a full-size kitchen. You get a large fridge, double sink with a view, oven, dishwasher, microwave, Shaker cabinetry. You know what shaker cabinetry is? It's the kind that you can look straight through. Um, (laughs) um, In the bathroom, a deep shower and tub. Now it's a combo, so it's not two separate things, but still, you get a tub and a shower, a vessel sink, large countertop, backlit mirror, sliding glass barn door. Who doesn't love a barn door? Okay. Then the living areas. Or the living space is 19.5 feet by 19.5 feet, 375 square feet. The ceilings are over nine feet tall. There's eight foot huge doors and windows, plank composite flooring, built in ironing center, washer and dryer, heating, and air conditioning. Hello. You don't even have to see this person. So I'm not even going to lie to you. My first impulse when I saw this was Airbnb. Yes, you can live in my backyard for a small fee and pay for my little tiny house. Sure. Come on, bring it. Bring the loot. Let's do this, you know? But, <laughs> but once again, this is not the only kind of tiny house. There are so much more to the tiny house business. You would be amazed. If your tiny house game is not on point and you have no idea what i'm talking about here's the solution go online and look up this particular website it's tinyliving.com t-i-n-y-l-i-v-i-n-g.com and you will not only find information about various tiny houses but you can also find out information about the builders of these houses and you can look by state to see what companies are in which states check out your own state and see who the builders are there and who knows you may decide you want to buy one of their tiny houses but the the thing the icing on the cake here is they have a link for festivals y'all there are tiny house festivals I want to go to one and I'm mad because I just not too long ago came back from Seattle and August 21st and 22nd in Seattle, Tacoma area. They have the Great American Tiny House Show. And um, so I went to the link, was checking it out and everything. And it's kind of interesting because they have a section that's like, why? And so they start off with why come, like why come to this expo this festival and basically they describe it as an educational experience and I can agree with that I can definitely go along with that but then the other part is about the why in terms of the tiny house movement and it's awesome because they're talking about the housing crisis so it's not so much like it's a, you know, hey, rich people come here and find ways to get richer. This is, these things were created to try to help a housing problem. And I, I guess the, for me, the disconnect though is, is it really helping the homeless? You know, are homeless people getting the tiny homes that they need? Because when I, when I tell you that when I was out in Seattle... Seeing these tent cities was hurtful. It was amazing where you're just driving along and then all of a sudden there's a piece of land and all you see are just random, various color, shape, style tents that people are living in. Just right there. Kind of like how when I lived in Japan, you could be walking down the street and then all of a sudden there's a shrine or a temple. Well, here I felt like in Seattle... It's like all of a sudden, there's a tent city. Just boom, right there in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, they talk about different laws and ordinances and everything and actually how you can become a part of the tiny house movement and actually consider joining THIA, which is the Tiny Home Industry Association. It's a nonprofit and basically their part of their mission is to legalize tiny homes in various places because there are some states some areas that are not welcoming to tiny homes and i don't know that's kind of unfortunate but the idea is when people gather to educate themselves about the possibilities and options that are available and in this case we're talking about um the options for housing people then that's when change happens so i feel like the THIA has a great a great um goal in mind and so maybe they just need more people to to join in on the effort So the Great American Tiny House shows, they look at them as being vital to the education of not just regular Joe Schmoes like me, but for elected officials and everybody else who can have a great, great deal of effort and not effort, but influence towards making this housing crisis just kind of go away okay so that was today's episode of tweet trends i hope you thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope it sparked a little something inside of you to make you decide to say hey you know what let me do a little bit of research on tiny homes and see what it is that's going on with them what am i missing what don't i know and let me get educated on this particular topic and how it's supposed to try to help society and the world on a whole speaking of that a way that you can help is you can make a donation to Tiny Home Industry Association. They are a 501c6 nonprofit advocacy organization, and their whole goal is working to unify a movement by developing standards and promoting best practices in the construction, placement, and widespread use of tiny homes as permissible and permanent housing for those people in need. So it's a great cause. Check them out you can find them on Facebook if you look on Twitter you're gonna be like "Uh, they might not be a real thing I'm thinking they tried Twitter and said "Eh, no we're not gonna do this if you go to their actual website you'll see that Facebook is the only social media link that they have on there so if you go on Facebook and look for at tiny home industry association you'll find them you can read about them see what they've been doing Check out their website, send them some messages, do what you do, but just actually consider helping. A few dollars, yeah, that might not mean much to you, but in the grand scheme of things, a few dollars always can help out. All right, guys, have a great day, and I'll see you guys back here again on Thursday.